Welcome to 10,000 More, the podcast that explores the topics of grief, mental health, love, and everything that intertwines that all together. I'm Ruby Falk, and whatever it is that brought you to me, I'm very grateful for it. Uh, I'll be honest, these intros are so uncomfortable for me. I feel like I need to open up with some profound quote or deep words of wisdom that I'm supposed to impart on you about life. I know that I have followers who are not grieving, but who listen to my podcast to learn how to support their grieving loved ones. So I want to gently segue into whatever it is I'm going to talk about. And I also have followers who can empathize with me. So I also want to just say, here's a list of today's reasons on why life sucks. Just kidding. I wouldn't say that. I would say that for like my 10th episode, probably. So far, I've talked about a few things as they relate to grief that I assume anyone who's experienced a loss can relate to. The detailed story of my experience, how terrified I am of forgetting about my dad, And how hard it is to not feel like I failed my dad or failed at grieving the right way. But there's another glaring aspect to grief that I'm so eager to talk about today, and that's identity change. This episode was very much inspired by this 10-year challenge I've seen circulating on social media. I know it was like two weeks ago, so bear with me on the timeliness of my comparison. What I want to tell you is that I am an incredibly self-assured person. It takes a lot to make me second-guess myself. I think I have a good moral compass. I'm comfortable in my own skin. All in all, I'm pretty proud of who I am. When I got the call from my sister that my dad was dead, after talking to him on the phone mere hours before, all of that changed. I hated myself. I couldn't be alone with myself, but I also had absolutely no interest in being around anyone else, which I know sounds confusing. I felt like I simply didn't know myself anymore, and I lost my trust in everything that used to make me feel secure. I remember this feeling of walking past mirrors, stopping, taking a second look, and thinking, who are you now? It felt like everything I'd ever known about life and about my values were taken from me without my permission. Actually, I'm going to stick a pin in everything I'm talking about and talk about this concept of permission for a sec. The lack of control I felt throughout this process broke me. This sounds insane, but I was pissed off that no one asked me if it was okay that my dad died. Everything was going well, and I was happy, and then this happens without me even getting a say? That's some BS, you guys. This wasn't supposed to happen. I know these things happen to other people, but they don't happen to me. In addition to literally shattering my happiness, it also shattered my trust in the world. I relinquished my need to control things, which 
on the one hand, felt oddly peaceful and liberating during a time of emotional turmoil in my life. But on the other hand, I was just focusing on the fact that awful things can and will happen to me. I was afraid to love people because I now associated love with death. I kind of just thought to myself, everyone I love is going to die, so I can protect myself by hating everyone. Healthy, right? Okay, let's go back to this identity talk. So a couple of months after my dad died, I met a friend for coffee. And she's a particularly empathetic, kind, and gentle person. So it was really nice talking with her. She worked on college campuses and she talked with students who were having issues, sort of like a counseling role. And these issues ranged from roommate disagreements to questioning whether or not they picked the right major to even the concept of struggling with sexual identity. And she explained to me that everything I was telling her reminded her of these conversations she had with students. I was struggling with my identity. This horrifying experience was now part of my ethos, for better or worse. I had to rewrite the story of Ruby. Three and a half years later, I still feel like I'm in the rough draft stage of that. The stage of paper writing when you're going insane with comments in the margins, deleting, marking up, changing around, moving paragraphs, crying, closing your laptop, reopening it in the morning only to revisit your edits and wondering what the hell you were thinking. That's where I currently am. What was and continues to be so hard for me to explain to people and why I'm so grateful for this outlet I have to share with you all is how badly I miss my old self. I've never been a positive poly, but I also don't recall having such a dark outlook on life. It's not that I exude negativity, at least I hope I don't, but I just sort of lost my faith in the universe. I have this overwhelming sense of insecurity. Yes, still. I live in a constant state of fear of death in a way that still feels unfamiliar to me. Actually, this fear coursed through my veins right after I had my daughter in the form of violent dreams about her dying. I worried she was going to die or be taken away from me on a nearly hourly basis for about the first six weeks of her life. Prior to losing my dad, I was certain that I had control of my life and that I got to dictate what my happiness looked like. And that came to a screeching halt the night he died. And I don't just miss who I was as a person, but I miss everything about my old life. And I struggle with articulating this. So work with me a little bit here as I sort of talk this out. I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that I associate old pieces of my life with this idea of innocence. Like the old me doesn't know what it's like to suffer so horribly, so I daydream about and I yearn for my past. It's like I've trained myself to believe that prior to losing my dad, everything was so happy and simple, so I associate old things about my life with happiness and simplicity. Even things that don't bring me happiness, like school, for example. Sometimes I catch myself thinking, 
oh, I just want to go back to college when everything was so much easier. Things were not easy for me in college. I worked throughout my four years on top of my full-time student course load. Not easy, but my dad was there. And now when I think about times my dad was alive versus the times he wasn't alive and won't be alive, as in thinking about the future, I think about this lack of security or predictability. What I've been forced to confront is the idea that life changes constantly. Groundbreaking stuff here, I know, so you're welcome. But all of these changes and transitions become integral parts of our new stories, whether we recognize it at the time or not. Things like graduating college and learning how to become financially stable, getting your first job, your first apartment, getting fired from your first job, getting engaged. You see where I'm going. But in all of these life events, to some degree, you give your permission to them. You aren't blindsided. You have like a rough idea that change is coming. So you prepare yourself to add this to your story. You tell yourself, okay, it's time for a new chapter in this book. I've had to come to terms with the fact that I am not the same person I was before my dad died. I will never be that person again. She's gone. And I'm not saying this hyperbolically. It's true. And it's hard to not feel slightly disappointed about this. As much as I wasn't ready to say goodbye to my dad, I wasn't ready to change my entire life or say goodbye to myself. Maybe that sounds a little selfish, but let me make perfectly clear, grief is selfish. It was like I lost the ability to care about anyone other than my dad and myself. I couldn't focus my attention on anything other than what had happened to my life. And what made it even worse was just how aware of this I was. It made me cringe, but I couldn't stop myself. I knew that I wasn't checking in on my friends as often as I normally did. So on top of all of the stress from my loss... I was worried that my friends were going to say, you know what, you aren't the same anymore and we can't really be friends with someone who doesn't care about us. I wasn't ready to consider adapting to this new life of mine for two primary reasons. One, it was the unknown and that's unsettling to me. And two, if I started to change, it meant that I was accepting my dad's death as truth. It takes time and for me at least therapy to figure out how I move forward and pick up where I left off while simultaneously starting from scratch. I'm rebuilding myself, but I miss my old self. She had it together. She had her flaws, trust me, but she knew how to pull herself up by the bootstraps and get what she wanted out of life. Part of my fear of changing myself also has to do with the fact that I thought and continued to think about how I'm going to talk about myself to other people going forward. 
It was like, I couldn't be bothered with making new friends for several years because I hadn't created my new identity yet. So they'd be confused about who I was or something. This is what I told myself. I needed to figure out who I was and how this was all going to play out before letting new people in. I needed to know who Ruby was without her dad. Not that I was overly reliant on him. I knew how to take care of myself, and I knew the difference between right and wrong. But I knew that because of him. He instilled in me the value of how to be headstrong and how to fight for what I believe in. It was comforting for me to make decisions without him because I knew he was a phone call away if need be. So now what? I'm still writing my story. I don't know if I'll ever stop. And maybe that's not such a bad thing. Change is growth, and I very much believe we should constantly be doing some severe self-examination to make sure we are the best version of ourselves that we could be. But what's taken me the longest to accept is that I have to give myself permission to allow this change to occur. If you're listening to this and you just lost someone, maybe you don't feel ready to give yourself permission to allow change to occur. And trust me, with every drop of my conscious mind, I get that. Change is terrifying after you lost someone. But time will organically take some of that fear away, even if it's just a fraction of a percent each year. That's okay. That's growth. And that's change. You still have time to get yourself back and to make your story the one that you want and the one that you deserve. I'm always here to talk about anything, but especially change, with you. Email me at ruby at 10,000more.com. That's R-U-B-Y at the words 10,000more.com. Thank you for joining me. Continue to take care of yourself. And remember that there is an entire community of people who get you.